0: Okay, uh, still in the process of evaluating Saturday's scrimmage. We're, we're mostly finished, but uh, still got some things to to uh, clean up and, and uh, evaluate. But uh, overall, uh, very similar to what uh, we thought after the scrimmage, a lot of good work, a lot of progress. Uh, sometimes it's hard. Well, not sometimes. It's always hard to tell exactly where you are when you're working against yourself and uh, don't have any opponent to, to gauge uh where you're at you know if you're playing well on oh you don't know if it's because you're a good offense or if you're not very good on defense and so it's uh we're in that mode right now as far as trying to figure out exactly where we're at but uh, a lot of positive things going on offensively quarterback uh, competition's coming to a head and we think that uh, we're about ready to uh make that decision and and get a uh, 1 2 and 3 in place we already got a 3 in place get the 1 and 2 sorted out running backs continue to make progress offensive line continues to be one of the strengths of the of our team as is uh, tight ends and wide receivers defense continues to be a work in progress a lot of work to be done there and we don't have a lot of time to uh, to work with you I know mean, we only got a what 13 12 days before we play and so So uh, we got to work it out for us, and uh, we'll see where we're at come come November 7th. But uh, so far, we've been pleased with the players' efforts, uh, their focus, their concentration, work habits. So there's nothing lacking there. It's just a matter of getting, uh, particularly on defense, getting everything up to speed. So questions. First question will come from Josh Newman of the Salt Lake Tribune, followed by Trevor Allen of KSL Sports. Hey, good morning, Kyle. Good morning. Um, You mentioned that time is getting short, 12 days until the opener. How do you kind of manage things in terms of getting all your work in, but maybe not going too far, maybe not doing too much live stuff, live tackling to keep the guys fresh and ready? Yeah, it's a balancing act. and You've got to continue to uh – be physical in practice uh, even though it's not live and there's not going to be very, very much live stuff going forward you can still be physical uh, staying on your feet and not tackling to the ground so there's a lot you, you can accomplish but uh, we've had a lot of live reps to this point we chart all the live reps and we've had players that are uh, approaching 200 live reps for fall camp and, and a lot of guys in the 150 range and which equates to two and a half games roughly two two and a half games and so so we feel like we've uh, done about as much as we can, getting them ready in that respect with with the live work, and we'll just continue to uh, work what we call thud tempo, which is essentially live at the line of scrimmage, but nobody gets tackled, like I mentioned. So, we're and you've got to uh, make sure you you don't overdo that either, because you don't want to go into the game beat up. And so we we don't feel like that right now. We're we're uh, beat up as a football team. We feel pretty good about where we're at. The guys have responded, but uh, we got to make sure they're fresh on November 7th. Kyle, just a quick follow-up. When you say that the QB competition is coming to a head, do you expect to go into practice this afternoon with your number one guy in place? Well, we don't practice today. And so that's... Okay. that's uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're in, the, uh, in the meeting room and in the weight room. But tomorrow, when we do get back on the field, we anticipate that being the case. Now, again, we haven't sat down as a staff with everyone having watched the film and evaluated and had that discussion, but that's coming up here in the next couple hours. Next, we'll go to Trevor Allen of KSL Sports, followed by Chris Comrani of The Athletic. Kyle, uh, I know that you're you're worried about all, all these battles and try, trying to wrap up camp, but when do you start prepping for for your guys' uh, season opener? We've already begun that to a certain extent. It's been uh, interspersed in practice throughout the last seven to to eight practices. We've broken into scout teams. And so we have periods where we work on specifically Arizona uh, offense or defense, as the case may be. And so that will become even more of an emphasis starting tomorrow. And it will become exclusive probably about Thursday or Friday this week, where we just focus completely on the opponent. And no longer uh, compete against each other. Next, we'll go to Chris Comrani, followed by Patrick Kinahan, 97.5, 1280 the zone. Kyle, a key tenet of Utah's recruiting process is getting in on the ground level and being among the first offers, if not the first offer for a lot of kids. And, you know, just off the top of my head, a guy like Nate Ritchie and Clark Phillips are, are part of that. You know, kind of group of players that you guys were involved in early on. Is that something that you um, instilled in your in your staff early on to say, you know, if if there is a player that you think has what it takes, fire away. Because as Freddie said earlier, he knows that there's kind of an emotional attachment that's kind of bonded when you get, you know, on in on the ground level and, and offer kids early on. Yeah. The short answer is yes. We we uh, have a philosophy. If, uh, our guys. They always have the green light. All our assistants, we feel um, confident enough in those guys. I do. I feel confident enough in those guys that they, their evaluations are usually spot on. You know, you're not always right in recruiting, and that nobody is. You're going to make mistakes here and there, but but they have the latitude to go ahead and make those offers, and and uh, oftentimes you're exactly right. And Freddie's right that that uh, there is a certain uh, fondness in those guys that they always remember their first. And uh, I think that's helped us out in a lot of cases. And so that's been an M.O. of ours for for a lot of years, and we're going to continue to do that. Next, we'll go to PK, followed by Bill Riley, ESPN 700. You guys prepare for everything possible in terms of being uh, ready for games. This year, you're not going to have any fans or very limited fans. Is there anything you can do to prepare for that? Well, we've already begun – Practicing with the uh, ambient noise, ambient noise—I guess they call it the uh, the crowd level and you know the decibel level that it's supposed to be at—and and so we've already had that uh, going on at both the scrimmages. They've they've had the ambient noise, and I think it's 70 decibels for uh, just normal uh, times, and you can raise it to 90 if something exciting happens. And so, so yeah, the answer is yes. We we practice with that now. It's going to be different no matter how you cut it with nobody in the stands or very few people in the stands, so it'll be a different deal. But, but players seem to get, uh, on autopilot and, and in a groove, you're on the field and you're playing and you don't really notice very often the, uh, the surroundings. And, you know, once in a while, our, our stadium is awesome. We have, we feel we have some of the best fans in the country and certainly some of the loudest. And so that does give yourself, give your players a boost uh, emotionally, particularly on big downs. And, and when, uh, you know, things are going, going on that are exciting, but, but, uh, you know, players for the most part are, are locked in and in a, in a zone, and oblivious to uh, what's going on around. Them. And then, do you remember your first Kyle? <laughs> There's a lot of firsts I had. Uh, <laughs> I'll pass on that, PK. <laughs> Next, we'll go to Bill Riley, followed by Josh Furlong, KSL. Lots of talk about quarterbacks, but what about your secondary? Do you feel like you have your best three guys at corner yet, Kyle? Not quite yet. We're 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 close, and uh, one day you think you have them, and the next day things change, and so so we don't have that solidified. And that to me, as the head coach, that's probably my biggest concern right now is is the secondary and and uh, making sure we get that right, and and you know we may come away with four corners that we really like and and uh, rotate them through there. And, you know, have four guys to play three spots and and that could happen it could happen at safety but but uh right now still not solidified in the secondary although we have narrowed the field down but uh, that's going to be crucial I mean if you get if you're if you can't hang uh hold up in the secondary things can get away from you real quick and and we're hoping the front can uh compensate for some of the inexperience in the secondary but but uh, some days the front hasn't looked as good as we'd like it to either. And so, uh, like I said, at the outset of this uh, press conference here, this Zoom meeting, whatever we got going on, it's uh, a, lot, a lot of work to be done on defense. And that's the most concerning thing for, uh, for us as coaches is, is the defensive side of the ball right now. Does that include your safety spots, too, not just corners? Or you now, the, safety, the safeties are more defined and, and more clear than the corner spot right now, but they're still not uh, completely set. Okay, Okay. next we'll go to Josh Furlong. Kyle, obviously in college football or even the NFL, there's different shifts that go on with the offenses, whether that be the spread or, or whatever else there may be. Are you seeing a, a shift recently in, in terms of of how tight ends are being utilized in the packages that are presented using them and, and, and in your eyes, what does what what does that provide to an offense that, that maybe is why people are using it more? Yeah, I personally believe that's the case, that the tight end is becoming more in vogue and and uh, for a while there they, they they didn't disappear but they were Nowhere near as prevalent when people were going a lot of four wides, but now the personnel groups have changed a little bit. You're seeing a lot of tight end sets, uh, both in the professional level and the collegiate level. We certainly have got a lot of mileage out of our tight ends, and and what tight ends do is they present matchup problems uh, in the throw game. The tight ends uh, typically are. Uh, it's tough to cover with a linebacker, and you have to use a safety, and, and even sometimes that's a bad matchup with the size advantage that the tight end has. And then you've got things in the run game. You've got so, much more option, so many more options in the run game when you have a tight end on the field than, than when you're playing in 10 personnel, which is uh, four wides, one back, and no tight ends. And so I've always been a believer in the tight end position and the, and the value of it. Uh, I know Andy feels the same way. We've got a good stable of tight ends, so you're going to see us uh, maximize that. And, and uh, yeah, to answer your question, I think it's cycling back to where the tight end is becoming more, more of a uh, factor in in most people's schemes.